Let's bring in our first guest this morning. We have Fiona Sincata. She's joining us, the Senior Financial Markets Analyst at City Index. Fiona, it's good to have you back. We just had a look at the historic move yesterday in the indices. Should we get used to the heightened volatility as the Fed's being forced to raise rates to combat stubbornly high inflation? Definitely. I mean, we've definitely seen sort of this pickup in volatility and that sharp fall followed by that sharp reversal. Um, I think it sort of really, really explains or, or reflects the, the nervousness that we have in the market right now. I mean, that the, the hotter than expected um, core inflation print and sort of, you know, the fact that inflation is just taking much longer um, to even really show serious signs of cooling. Um, is, 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 is unnerving investors. And I mean, that just basically means, as we've seen, that the Fed is going to be hiking rates more aggressively for longer and the, rate, the, the higher interest rates will stay with us for longer. So, you know, that's bad news as far as growth is concerned. It's bad news as far as sort of the chances of the US falling into recession are concerned. And, and I think at the end of the day, we saw sort of, you know, a technical rebound there yesterday, which I think, as you mentioned, had probably something to do with what's going on in the UK and the gilts market over there as well. But, um, you know, I do think that this data does point to um, more downside as far as the indices are concerned. I mean, we've seen the Fed now sort of the market expectations have been cemented for that 75 basis point hike um, in November and, you know, potentially even a 75 basis point hike again in December. So, um, so yeah, you know, this is going to be what the reality is for the coming months. I don't think that we're going to start to see any signs of really inflation dropping significantly lower or anywhere near lower enough for the, the Fed to really start thinking about a dovish pivot. And that's what the market's looking for. And it's just going to be a long way off. Yeah, it seems to be uh, uh, trying to come to grips with higher, uh, to your point, higher inflation and longer than we initially expected uh, or have been told to expect, I guess is also important to note here. Uh, to your point, also the UK not necessarily providing in real answers and in many ways uh, more questions than answers as we've seen a little bit of inconsistency there and also Russia. But could you speak a little bit more to some of the latest we've seen as far as uh, the UK because it does sound like that bond purchase program is going to end today. Yes. So we've had the Bank of England almost playing a game of chicken, if you like, with the Chancellor, see who was going to blink first. Now, the Chancellor's actually just been reportedly uh, sacked or, or resigned, not quite sure which, but he's left his position. Um, so it would appear that the Bank of England sort of putting that firm deadline um, on as far as the guilt sort of support in the bond market is concerned seems to have actually brought sort of around a change in the government. We've got sort of a, a sort of fairly drastic moves going on there. And I mean, the market's now waiting to see whether the, um, the government is going to pull out a U-turn as far as the uh, mini budget is concerned, because really they need to. The fact that the, the Bank of England have put that firm halt on the support in the bond market means that if there wasn't some sort of change from the chancellor, from the government, from some sort of backtrack as far as the mini budget is concerned, then Monday could have been a very messy day. So, I mean, we're still waiting to hear more from, um, from the government, but they seem to have sort of got the message that we can't just keep powering on with this mini budget, which was hugely unfunded and created absolute turmoil in the gilts market. You know, as you say that Monday, possibly a very messy day, I'm looking at the British pound, the rally that we saw recently from 103 back to 115, 
currently hanging out around 112. As we look at this bigger picture chart, if we could, you can see how, uh, well, it's been messy for the pound, again, down to that 103 handle. We're 900 points off that recent low, but I, I guess what comes to mind is I'm thinking maybe we should be expecting some more volatility in the pound as well, not just the indices. Completely, and especially because I think there is now a level of political uncertainty which is really hanging over the pound. You know, so we've seen that Quasi Quatain has has gone. What's going to happen to Liz Trust? Will she stay? Are there talks that perhaps that she's going to go as well? And you know, that level of political instability right now is just the last thing the UK needs. You know, when you've got the Bank of England trying to uh, hike interest rates in order to try and bring, you know. 40-year infl high inflation down. Um, you've got sort of, you know, a, a political instability at a very high level, um, which just means that it's going to be very difficult for the UK economy to make sort of really any progression quickly. Um, and I think that's what's being reflected in the pound as we see that drop off today. This is a look at the uh, longer term pound here. And this move we saw uh, Fiona, down to that 103 handle just below 104 was a, a record low against the U.S. dollar. And if we could just shift gears a little bit here and speak to what we saw this week, a new low for a 24-year low, I should say, for the yen against the U.S. dollar. That's right. So, you know, central bank divergence is just playing out there in, in a, a most spectacular way, you know, as we've got the the the, the hawkish um, minutes from the FOMC, mm -hmm. when we've got that higher than expected PPI and the hot inflation, all that fuels those expectations that the central, the, the, the Federal Reserve is going to be acting aggressively to get inflation under control. And that's just such in sharp contrast to what we've seen going on in Japan right now. And you know, that that one over, that 145.90 level was being watched really closely. You know, will, will we see another intervention um, from the Ministry of Finance in Japan? And that hasn't materialized yet. And I don't think that's to say that it's not going to materialize. They have said they're continuing to watch um, the FX levels very closely. But the fact that they haven't intervened yet, and we're sort of at that 147 mm. level now, I think is saying a lot. So, you know, there could be more to come on the upside of that USD Japanese yen trade. I think actions speak louder than words. If lower today, it looks like down eight days in a row in terms of the yen. And Let's just pull up this bigger picture chart here, a little bit of a longer term here. I mentioned a new 24-year low. You can see the decline we've seen off the highs. We were at around 12, 2011, 2012, the big move uh, lower here and, and back down to the 68.10, 68.12 right now or 68. Yeah, it looks like 68.12 half right now. Last year, we're down about half a percent here, but a big move lower. Let's talk uh, lastly about uh, what, with everything that's going on. I mean, on the edge of our seats here, I think it's important not to lose sight of next week in terms of some of the focal points for you, Fiona. Okay, so I mean, as far as the economic calendar is concerned, the U.S. thing is just a little bit quieter. It's going to be all about earnings. You know, we've got earnings ramping up, so that's what I think the focus is going to be on. We've got obviously the banks come out today. We've got further banks out next week, and then also Netflix. Tesla, you know, lots of big names that are going to be letting us know how they've been getting on with the bleak economic outlook and the challenging um, economic backdrop that they've been dealing with in Q3. And obviously here, guidance is going to be key. US dollar strength is also going to be another one to watch. Now, how much is that impacting um, on these companies? And then obviously in the UK, you know, I think all eyes are going to be on the UK as, uh, as Monday opens if we haven't heard anything from the government before we end the week. Solid, Fiona. You've given us a, a couple good focal points to keep an eye on, not only throughout the day today, I guess, but into next week and into the end of October. Fiona Sincata joining us this morning from City Index.